Welcome to the Sales Mindset Podcast. I'm here with the instructor, Dr. Dennis DePasquale, and I'm Brian Gurgis. Today, we're going to sit down and have a beer and just talk some sales. All right. What do you got for me today? So as usual, we're going to open up with a priming question. And today's is potentially a hot button one, but I think it's going to be kind of fun. Um, How important are physical characteristics for a salesperson going into a sale? Uh-huh. And specifically focusing on changeable characteristics, you know, appearance and whatnot. And what should you do to control that? Okay, so let's talk about theoretically where this goes. Mm-hmm. As a salesperson, you have to be likable, right? Sure. So what is it about your physical characteristics that might uh, create a problem with likability, which is involving trust and other aspects? So what matters here is what's congruent with your industry and what you're selling, what your, who your customers are. So, first example, suit and tie. Respectable salesperson, right? Sure. Okay. So, an ex of mine, her father worked in an industry, and they were based out of the New York area. Well, he was selling to Silicon Valley, and the suit and tie Mm. was actually a turnoff. Okay. Because it wasn't congruent. It was, oh, this person's wearing a suit and tie, they're untrustable. Mm -hmm. So you have to consider what is going to be considered quote unquote attractive in your particular market and appropriate Mm -hmm. for your particular market. If you're in IT repair, you're probably wearing a polo, right? Yeah. And that's not necessarily sales, but it's just what is congruent. And there's Mm -hmm. still some component within customer service of sales there. So when it comes to the physical characteristics, they have to be appropriate. And yes, even you mentioned controllable, but even some seemingly incontrollable things can affect your ability to sell. Okay. If you're in fitness or health mm-hmm. and you're obese, yeah, that's sure. going to affect your ability to sell. You're not mm-hmm. going to be as trusted. You want to reflect the product or be yes. the product as well. Now, that being said, all you could walk in... Uh, as a male with a five o'clock shadow wearing tattered clothes that you that you picked up from the section that isn't selling from the thrift store. But if you have a good relationship, that will trump the physical characteristics. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, it is uncomfortable to say this. We have this culture of uh, we accept everyone for who they are, how they dress, etc. But when it comes down to it, subconsciously we make judgments. Mm-hmm. If your clothes are dirty, there's going to be judgments. If your clothes are not properly cleaned, well, that's dirty, um, properly pressed, sure. ironed, if they're wrinkled, even t-shirts, Yeah. unless it's meant to not be wrinkled, some shirts, I, I suppose, might be, you know, or not meant to be pressed, I'm sorry, uh, it, it, it can reflect as if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you going to take care of the business? Mm-hmm. And that's where you see a lot of people come out saying, we want people who are clean shaven, Um, or at least your, your, your facial hair needs to be kempt. Yeah. Right. If if I had just this giant poofy beard, Mm -hmm. even in academia, I'd be like, "Hmm, what's up with this dude? Mm -hmm. Right. Can he not, you know, put some, some beard balm in, in, in his facial hair and and groom it and trim it to a decent length? Or if I'm going to grow it long, does it at least look like it's a groomed length? Sure. Right. And that's the thing. Even things that seem unprofessional can have a, groomed and ungroomed area. 
Uh, one area that I know has held someone back is having their their nose pierced, their septum pierced. Yeah. But I think it was taken in the context of everything else. I don't think that that looks, today, that looks professional. Mm-hmm. 15 years, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, that might change. Tattoos. I I know that in the 50s, tattoos were a huge faux pas. Yeah. Right? Can be still sometimes. It, well, it depends. If you've got a facial tattoo, that's that's obviously yeah, an yeah. issue. Um, now, what are you going to do about that? How are you going to handle it? Makeup, tattoo removal. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you didn't know, he looks like Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> so, the... The thing about tattoos that's interesting is as it changed, we had when I this wasn't a sales related thing, but I was sitting at an executive retreat when I was working for the credit union and one of the the members of the board, not the board, but the C suite was like, We gotta do something about tattoos, we gotta do about teller tattoos, blah blah blah. And the uh EVP of business um no this was the evp of business development that was saying this and it was a little okay. bit and so the vice the vice president of lending just starts to to f- cross his arms and slowly lifts his his sleeve up to reveal mm-hmm. that he has a tattoo okay and uh the evp of bdp of, of business development just kind of was like oh and the president who is a good friend of this other yeah. vice president everyone enjoyed a good chuckle about it and was like does it really matter if the tattoo is is either not flagrantly done, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's conservative. What is conservative, lowercase c, not politically conservative, yeah. but what is conservative will change over time, as with piercings. Eyebrow piercings, which was a 90s thing. If you got an eyebrow piercing, you just look like you're back in the 90s. Not that you're, <laughs> that's, that's another story. People choose to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like nose piercings, not septum piercings, but like nose piercings mm-hmm. would have been probably considered unprofessional back back in the day. But today would be considered something fairly, especially if it's subtle, like just a little stud. Yeah, yeah. Would be considered, oh, okay. That's, it's it's, that's it's very much within yeah. the realm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now if you, if you look like that, you can't even go near an MRI machine. That's probably <laughs> another concern, uh-huh. but generally speaking, you know, how conservative is your facial, well, anything that you're doing relative to the industry. Now, that being said, if you're in the music industry and you're selling pierce all the way, right? Yeah. It's probably not going to be a major issue. It's about being congruent to your industry yes. slash your client slash your product. Exactly. It's kind of the idea. I And also congruent to the expectations of your personality to a certain degree. Like every mm-hmm. industry or every position has its own wiggle room, mm-hmm. I would say. But as a professional salesperson for a Fortune 500 company that, that's making big business-to-business relationships, you can go in on a full suit and tie but equally is acceptable depending on the circumstances. You might be able to get away with a button down and slacks, maybe even without a tie, depending mm-hmm. on your relationship with the person or what type of meeting it is. Both are equally acceptable. Yeah. But maybe you'll go to what's more congruent for your personality or rapport that you're looking to build. Or your level of experience and your power in the situation as sure. well. Uh, a good high-powered person that you would think still needs to sell. Mm-hmm might be able to get away with looking a little more conservative. So, yeah. for example, me, uh, at my stage of the career, of my career, I can probably get away with jeans more often than someone who's a little younger. Sure. Um, but, 
again, you know, a certain level of establishment there. And I'm not completely established, but I know that I can go into certain situations and do that. I wouldn't go on stage in jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'm doing yeah. public speaking, that's a different method, a different mm-hmm. mode. Uh, and so I would definitely change up. But in the meetings leading up to it, I might say, here's my stage presence. You see me yeah. wear a suit, uh, which is often either a polo or, or a button up with no tie. Because that's my uniform. That's that's just generally how I like to present myself. So um, there's a lot of questions that go by behind what are the expectations or what are the norms in that particular industry. Yeah. I actually had an argument. I definitely won't walk away saying I'm 100% right exactly. But uh, I I feel as though you get, it, you get some interest out of it. When we did career showcase in my senior year, I, I went to the two in like the two main semesters, you know, in fall and spring. I really didn't want to do like the navy suit, you know, white shirt tie situation or, or black suit, white shirt tie. I really, really was resistant to like the suit and tie. And everybody was like, no, no, like wear the suit and tie. Can you just do what everyone else is doing, dear God? And I'm like, like, what if, what if instead I wore my, my gray, like, uh, I guess it's like like a tweed texture, like suit with like the matching pants without a tie and a black shirt instead. Like, no, no, don't, don't do that. Go do the exact same thing. Like, no, but this is incredibly professional still, but it's more comfortable professional as well. And I, I did that both times. I went in and in, in a far more casual suit instead of the in a, in a black shirt instead of a white shirt. And I ended up building like really good relationships. And none of the recruiters seemed to bat an eye, especially mm-hmm. since I would learn that the recruiters were in their twenties, the mm-hmm. ones that you initially met. You know, they were people who'd only been there for a couple of years. But that beyond that, anyway, what what are your thoughts on that? I think that it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I think as long as you're observing an upward style of dress uh-huh. uh, or. Uh, a respectful style of dress to say, I am in a situation, I recognize that this is a B2B situation. I don't think it's a problem. I've seen people who wear bright colors, for example. Yeah. And it works for them because they're comfortable in it. Yeah, that's the and big And they're thing. showing that they have a sense of style. Yeah. That being said, by the time you get up to the sales vice president, you might want to switch to yeah. a more conservative blue or gray. All of my suits are gray. I'm very boring. Um <laughs> I need to add some blue to my repertoire, some blue and some checks, or not checks, but uh, some stripes. Yeah. And and I'm so used to being conservative that I actually will be a little uncomfortable in it at first. Uh I'll adjust to it. But that's important. I would never go into a situation with that type of suit. Yeah, yeah. Where I need to be myself. So I think what you did was fine with dressing up. You were still dressing up. But you were doing so in a way to own your own style. That that was that was the goal. If part of it was comfort, and then part of it was like, oh, it's a little different. Maybe mm-hmm. that's that's own thing. And it but allows you to stand out, sure, in a good way. I think. Yeah, I and I actually. So I, I was really afraid at first because I'm like, oh man, like everyone's gonna be in suits and ties, and most people were. But there were actually there were some people that weren't. And like you're saying, there's some people in bright colors as well. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it actually really worked. And. That, I guess that goes back to wearing what fits your personality or, or addressing to your, your personality. If you're able mm-hmm. to make an impact in your own way, that's already half the battle, mm-hmm. as long as you stay within the realms of professionalism. So there's this old rule of don't wear light-colored suits after Labor Day. Uh-huh. And what does that even mean? Like, uh, well, I've it's, heard this, but like, yeah, it's because summer light suits, sun. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, that's my assumption anyway. Um, assumption, ask you me. Uh, 
So it was, I think, Barack Obama's, one of his terms as president, and he wore a tan suit or a cream-colored suit after Labor Day. And <laughs> you know how the news is. Yeah, yeah, you they're going to lose Fox their News hates the Democrats. MSNBC hates the Republicans. Anyway, uh, the conservative media was all over him for doing this. And it was so, in the modern times, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But it comes from a place. And that's what, that's the the illustration that I'm making here is that if you're meeting with someone old uh -huh. and you want to make a statement with that person, yeah. then you might want to dress more conservatively. Yeah, yeah. However, if, whether we're talking, we're, we're talking sales, but this could be interviewing as well. Do your pre-approach research. Mm -hmm. Learn about to? the person, right? Find out what their level of conservatism is, lowercase c conservatism again. Uh, so that if you do feel that this is a good way to stand out, it's a great way to stand out. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, do you look like everyone else, or is there something to distinguish you? Yeah. Oh, that was the guy in the light gray suit. I liked his sense of style and his confidence, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, now, and I'm thinking interviews because you mentioned interviews, but we're also talking sales, and I think you have a lot more leeway in terms of the types of suits that you would yeah. wear in sales situations. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, now, that being said, you can what a lot of salespeople will do is use their clothing and attire to signal their level of success. Mm -hmm. And the thought there, I think, is that by signaling success, this is a person you want to do business with. So, Which is a, a rocky road. It is. In, it in is. the grand scheme. In this sense, no, but in the grand scheme of things. But there are little things. If I'm presenting to a financial mm -hmm. partner or institution, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with French cuffs and cufflinks. Uh -huh. um, and I, I would actually like to see them more normalized. I really like wearing cufflinks. Cuff yes. Uh, I think that allow that that's another area where it allows you to have an individual style yeah, while yeah. still being somewhat conservative with the suit that you happen to wear. Mm -hmm. Cufflinks, your tie rod or your tie pin or tie clip or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I like to have fun with my socks as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a lot of opportunity within that to still own who you are and your individualism. And I think that's what a lot of people like want to do. Oh, I am who I am. That's why I have my septum pierced or that's why I decided yeah. to do funky things with my eyebrows or hair or like, you know, talk about pink or blue hair and how sure. that might, that could turn off people. Why turn people off? Why economically restrict yourself when, you know, you want to be yourself, be yourself around your friends, be yourself. Yeah. On the weekends, or you mm -hmm. know, when you go home, put the septum piercing in. I don't know if you can take it down. I don't, I don't know what the deal is with that. Okay, I think sometimes you can. Uh, yeah, um, uh, clearly I have so many piercings. Yeah. I do have tattoos, uh, but again, to be conservative, they're not commonly visible. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, you have a very conservative. I would say to, in today's world, yeah. that's a conservative tattoo. Sure. What I opted when I got my tattoo was actually to go with my leg mm -hmm. and my calf. So that I could display it when I run. I could have it part of, you know, you know, as an athlete. Yeah. I could do that. But at the same time, teaching in the business college, I wanted to make sure, and doing business, I wanted to make sure that it was easy mm -hmm. to, to hide, to obfuscate. There's actually a lot of memes kind of about this concept where, you know, younger people making fun of the nine to five culture, office culture, where they say, uh, 
oh, I'm going to be myself today. I'm going to put on my, my wacky socks, <laughs> you know, just uh, to make a, to make a big deal out of nothing or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the kind of the key to it in a, in a professional situation is finding the, the, the range of yeah. reasonability and then finding what you can do in there to still be yourself. Yeah. You, yeah. If, if you're, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. To, to, to use a phrase of just you're being so individual that you don't have this ability to bring value to your life and to your organization. Mm-hmm. Granted, if that, again, if that individuality will bring you value in some way, shape, or form outside of that, if it's part of your industry or whatever, then great. But uh, I, I think even things that are mainstream stylistic, they don't always age well. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about me with a mullet in this position. I'm glad you're amused by you that. Say, you say you don't like, you don't love mullets? I, well, I used to have a mullet. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Didn't age well, obviously. Uh-huh. That's, that's, I think my penance is my hair, hairline now. Yeah. I used to have a mullet. I see. I yeah. see. I think you'd look really good if you tried it again. Oh, oh, as, that, that would definitely be, um, uh, David Carradine or who is that with, I don't know. A mullet with a receding hairline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't need to do that. Um, but that's the thing, like the... For me, even like even men with long hair, which is not con- considered conservative, mm-hmm. can look conservative if you do yeah, it right. If you're and it's all good. about adjusting to whatever situation you happen to be going mm-hmm. into, especially nowadays. Yeah, be fluid about it. Yeah, uh, and I think that you can still express your individual. If this is about your individuality, mm-hmm. you know, again, you can be individualistic on the weekends, mm-hmm. but. Uh, responsible to your fa- your financial foundation in sales yeah. and your organization by adjusting who you are in what particular time. Sure, you know? and, and that and that even the just comes to physical appearance. It's more so that professionalism is just a layer. What do you call it? a semi-transparent layer to put on top of that, mm-hmm. where you shouldn't lie about who you are or do something out of character for what you are as a person, but also you still engage with the world in a professional manner in a way that's digestible for more people especially if you're trying to conduct business and maintain mm-hmm. a good relationship where no one says no no one says that like you have to only be individual on the weekend just be individual on the weekends yeah. and then also bring your own individuality into your daily life into work in a way that's still palatable and workable where that means you know covering or like taking out your septum piercing tattoo but still Having a nice, fun, casual conversation with a client when you built a relationship with them, that's fine. As long as you're still fulfilling what you need to. And you know what? Some clients, once you build that relationship and you you share that portion of yourself, sometimes they can be fascinating. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, really? Your nose is pierced. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'd like to see that. And you can pull up your Instagram and say, yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, now here's what I look like on yeah. the weekends. But I'm here to serve you. And clearly, if I'm cleaning, uh, what you're communicating is, uh-huh. I'm cleaning up during the week so I can take care of you. I'm yeah. Paying attention to you. It's not about me. It's about you. And they get to even more points. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So. Uh, yeah, this was not designed to ruffle feathers. I know that there's a lot of you be you out there, and we don't want to say don't be you, but understand that there's going to be times when you have to be more conservative, lowercase c, you don't have to be totally <laughs> conservative if you don't want to be, but conservative in how you take care of yourself yeah. to make sure that clients can see that you're able to pay attention to those little details. Anything else to add, Brian? Wear your wacky socks. 
All the time. Absolutely. Wacky socks, maybe even, you know, wacky tattoos on your legs. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time.